Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Boy, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio Podcast starts now. If you're a fan of Full House, you definitely knew Uncle Joey. Dave Coulier played Uncle Joey. He's actually on the phone with us today at SOS Radio. How are you, Dave? I'm good for crying out loud. It's good to be here. <laughs> you know, aside from TV, you're also a comedian. And one of my favorite roles that you actually had was Animal from Muppet Babies. Okay. Yes. Did you do Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo as well? The first show that I ever worked on was Scooby-Doo. That was the first voiceover job that I got. And I worked with Frank Welker and Casey Kasem and Don Messick. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my first job uh, doing voiceovers. And it was uh, really kind of the right place at the right time. I put together a voiceover tape back then uh, with tape. And so I dropped it off at Hanna-Barbera Studios, and that was on a Friday. On Monday, they said, can you come in tomorrow and work on Scooby-Doo? It happened that magically. And so I went in, and that was the first show I ever worked on. (laughs) I know. It's like you look at all these Pixar movies and Disney animated movies, and you just go, if there was a character that I would love to voice, what's that character for you? Man, I don't know. It's got to be a Pixar. You know, it, it would have been great to be Buzz Lightyear, you know? I mean, I know they just switched it from Tim, but, you know, what an iconic, cool character. Yeah, I wish I knew they were holding auditions, huh? <laughs> I think they picked Tim first before they picked anybody else. We're talking with Dave Coulier on SWS Radio today. And Okay, you grew up in Detroit. You grew up in Michigan, which is amazing for summer, sucks for winter. But tell me about your most memorable summer growing up when you were a kid, summer vacation. I remember going up to Indian River, and they had the world's largest crucifix there. And I remember my uh, parents saying, well, we're going up camping, kids. And I'm like, oh, well. Is there anything cool like around the campground? And my dad, well, they got the world's largest crucifix there. And as a little kid, I remember thinking, that's our trip? You've got to be kidding me. You know, like, why isn't there canoeing or paddling? But my dad wanted to see the world's largest crucifix at Indian River, Michigan. I remember just sitting there going, we drove up and there it is. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's a super large crucifix. Can we please go canoeing now? (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of strange things in the little towns in mid-Michigan and northern Michigan, huh? There really are. And, you know, what people don't realize who aren't from here is, you know, in the summertime, this really is the Mediterranean of the Midwest. I mean, the Great Lakes are phenomenal. And I'm here on the water. My wife and I were building a house on Lake St. Clair. and You know, I try to get out on that water every single day if I can. It's just incredibly beautiful. Some of the best walleye, perch, bass fishing you will ever experience on the planet is right here in our backyard. And um, wintertime, I had the ice rink going on the canal. I had the lights going. I had my hose and, you know, a little pump and water and resurfacing the ice, building that field of dreams, you know. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so you know what? It winter really doesn't bother me. I actually kind of embrace it. It gets a little long, you know, but I love it here. I just love I just love being back in Michigan. 
and it's the one place you could still root for the Red Wings when they've been terrible for like a decade and a half. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we got so spoiled with all those Stanley Cup teams that, you know, it was just like, wow, the hits just keep on coming. But it's going to be a long rebuild for sure. We're talking with Dave Coulier on SWS Radio, and you know him as Uncle Joey from Full House, and obviously doing all those years with Full House, and then the reboot of Fuller House, and you know you get an amazing cast that becomes like family, and it was so unfortunate hearing about Bob Saget, and I know that you guys were a lot more than just coworkers. You guys were great friends for, for so many years. That had to be so rough. Yeah, it was a gut punch. It was the phone call was from John Stamos. And he just said, Bob died. And it just, I couldn't process it. And it was, John was just so matter of fact about it that I just, I didn't know how to respond. I didn't, it was so strange because it took me like an hour before the emotion hit. I just couldn't process that Bob was gone. And Bob and I had been friends. I met Bob here in Detroit at a little, on a comedy night. I was 18 years old. And I'd only been doing stand-up for a couple of weeks. And I went there and I signed up and I did my comedy set. And I thought I really did well. I thought, man, I am walking down the right path with this stand-up comedy thing. Well, in walks Saget with two other comedians, Jeff DeHart and Fred Raker. And they were on a Young Comedians Comedy Store tour. So they just jumped on stage they blew the rafters off of this place. They were so good. The two comics go up and then Saget went up third and brought it to a whole new level. And I just thought, man, I've got so far to go before, you know, I get out to LA, but I want to be that guy. I want to be that good. And I talked to Bob after, and, you know, I still had long hair and braces on my teeth and, I said, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a young comic, too. You know, I'm going to move out to L.A. And he said, well, when you move out there, give me a call. Here's my number. And he wrote down his number on a napkin. And then I got to L.A. I called him up and he said, well, come on over. And when I went over, uh, Gary Shandling was there. And so me, Bob and Gary Shandling just made each other laugh so hard. Three, you know, no-name comics just enjoying each other. But I really became brothers with Bob. Over the years, we had been through so many things together with with Full House and Fuller House and, you know, births and deaths and marriages and divorces and the pickup of our show to the cancellation of our show to the pickup of Fuller House to the cancellation. You know, so we had been through everything together for 44 years. And I truly miss all of the stupid little comedy bits that I could only do with Bob. I really miss that. I know we hear about all those typical stages of grief, like denial and anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance. I mean, it'd be so nice if the stages went in a perfect order like that, huh? But that's far from reality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we never knew that we were going to end up on Full House together. We were friends, you know, many years before Full House ever was created. And, and then, you know, I end up sleeping on Bob's couch when I moved to L.A. And then we do full house together. And Joey moves into Danny's house and sleeps on the couch. I mean, it was art imitating life. It was just so bizarre. And Bob and I would just look at each other and go, can you believe this? This is kind of weird, isn't it? 
when you work through the trenches with each other, you know, you see the longevity and there's something that happens in the hallways that comes through the TV screens and the speakers. Huh? Yeah. That, you can't fake that kind of chemistry that we had on full and fuller house. You either really have that natural chemistry with each other as human beings or you don't, you know? And I think people really picked up on the sense that we really loved each other, which we do, and that we were a real family, which we are. So, I mean, it's really unique to be on a TV series and still be friends with everyone 35 years later. We're talking with Dave Coulier. You recognize him from Full and Fuller House, and also a lot of character voices in different cartoons through the years. And a few minutes ago, you were talking about working with Casey Kasem, and I know this new show that you're going to be a part of is called Live and Local, where you actually get to play the morning radio host on a Christian radio station called K Hug. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, when I first spoke to Dan Merchant who created the show, he said, "Look." I really want you to be this character. I really see you as this guy. There's really no one else on the list. There is no list. It's you. And he said, look, you know, it's, you know, the story about a guy who is a bit of a curmudgeon and he's a big fish in a small pond. He's number one in a small radio market on a very small faith-based radio station. And you're going to be able to improv your way through this. And I said, sign me up. I love this. And so the show is about 60% scripted, but about 40% improv. And the cast that I'm surrounded by, Emily Pendergast and Pat Cashman and Kendra Sherrill, would jump on that improv train with me. And I'd say, I don't know what station we're getting off on, but just go along on the ride. And they were amazing. So at first, I, I have to be honest with you, I was concerned that the faith-based elements were going to take away or hamper the comedy. And it turned out just the opposite was true. It actually was really fun to put those elements in the show. And so it's a funny show. It's great storytelling. And it's shot like The Office. It's very improvisational feeling. Then you get some fun guests in the mix, and then you find that, you know what, it's a lot easier to talk about faith than maybe you realize when you come from just a mainstream world all the time, where it's just about, hey, be funny, be funny, find a way to be funny. Right, right. And, you know, I'm used to family programming. It's been my entire career, so I know where the line is and, you know, where to draw that line. So, I mean, this was just right up my alley. I just love this character and this show so much. How was faith a part of your family growing up? Well, I grew up in a Catholic community and a very large Catholic family, you know, and went to Catholic schools my entire life. So to answer your question, yes, it was a big part of my life. It was always a real sense of community for me, you know, being a part of that. You know, that's really helped me this past year through all the loss that I've gone through with my brother. I lost my brother, my dad and Bob all in 12 months. And so I've really had to you know, lean on my faith, you know, which to me is always kind of like a, a fire inside, you know. So I've really had to stoke that fire to keep it burning because it was a lot of a lot of emotion and, uh, you know, just gut pain, gut-wrenching pain. And, you know, we all go through those tough times. But, you know, I just really had to kind of keep restoking the, the faith fire, so to speak, and, and uh, took a lot of logs this time to do that. 
you know, how did your journey with sobriety lead to a different sense of clarity as you were walking through this grieving process with so many people in your circle this last couple of years? Well, I got to really feel those emotions. And throughout the years, alcohol has always kind of added so many layers that I didn't really feel the raw emotion of either, you know, positives or negatives. I was just kind of in this gray area because, you know, I never... I always associated alcohol with a good time. You know, I was a child in the 60s and, you know, everybody joked about it. And Foster Brooks was a funny comedian who acted like he was drunk. And it was a good time for everybody. So when I, you know, was growing up, you know, I would think to myself, well, I want to have a good time too. Give me a beer, you know? And so it was just kind of a different time in our world where alcohol was just always equated with fun. And so I had to take a good look at that later in my life. And thank goodness I was able to, but I realized how much alcohol was stealing from me. And, you know, I had to reboot my operating system without alcohol. And at first I thought, "Mm, am I going to be the funny guy in the room still, you know? not being able to drink with everybody. And, you know, so that was a real concern. That was really my first concern was, am I going to be the funny guy in the hockey locker room? Am I going to be the funny guy at the party? And the truth of the matter is that's just who I am. I just had to accept it without alcohol. You know, there's two different types of radio personalities. There are those that are like immaculately overprepared and those who just totally wing it. So as you're prepping for this new show on Pure Flix Live and Local, did you have to prepare for that role or was it more fun just to wing it? <laughs> well, it was it was something that just felt so organic because I started here in Detroit at a local rock radio station called WABX and it was a progressive rock station. And so when I was 18, I started working there as an intern and I thought, this is the coolest job. I love working for free. This is wonderful. And, you know, I got to see a lot of different personalities. And then throughout the years, doing promotion for Full House or Fuller House or anything in between, I got to do just a cavalcade of radio shows. And there was always like that one guy who'd been there for 50 years on some huge (laughs) AM station and was crabby and, and just, you know, would be yelling about his coffee. This is the worst coffee I've ever had. There's not enough sugar on the planet to make this coffee better. And then it'd be, okay, you ready, Dave? Great. Our guest is Dave Coulier. You know, (laughs) I had those kind of guys to pull from. And I had plenty of those guys over the years to kind of picture how they would be in this role. (laughs) Well, I love it. Well, it's out on Pure Flix. It's called Live and Local. We're talking with Dave Coulier on SMS Radio. Hey, thanks for calling in today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.